0: What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to episode 34 of Mr. Benfica. I am your host, the Mr. Mike Agostinho. And once again, it is a special presentation, and we are talking about the ladies one more time. That's right. It is about women's football today, the derby, Benfica Sporting at the Stadio de Luge. Historic, historic afternoon for women's football. Not just for Benfica, but in Portugal in general. Largest crowd to ever attend a Liga BPI match. A largest crowd to ever attend an official match in Portugal. Um, the only crowd that was larger, of course, was the friendly match played last year between these same two teams at the Hristil, and It was a solidarity match to raise some money for charity for um, the victims of uh, and now I I apologize I don't remember the exact disaster if it was a a typhoon or an earthquake but I remember it was for Mozambique and I remember it was Tuzunids for Mozambique okay so um this this time they're playing for the league they're playing for three points for the first time ever and of course our ladies came out on top in the first ever Clasico de Football Femenino and uh, very, very good that the match was played where it should have been played. Where matches like this should always be played at the Stadio de Luge. But at the same time, I couldn't help but imagine had this match been played at the Stadio Tabellini, uh, I mean, it would have been, <laughs> it would have been jam packed. But I think the biggest matches do need to be played at the Luge, And I hope that the reverse fixture when the time comes is played at El Valad and not out in uh down in out in Alkshit uh, where uh where Spartan normally play their home matches. But um we're gonna talk about it today, alright? And um big, big performance from the ladies. Uh, very dominant, I think, and um, no doubt about who who is in the driver's seat now in the league. Uh, four rounds played in the Liga BPI, the Liga BPI. Uh, Benfica taking a commanding lead now, f- twelve points from four matches. They are perfect and yet to be scored on. All right, and that. Um, will set the tone for the rest of the season. I mean, it's a long season, but Benfica really setting themselves up to be in the driver's seat this season. Uh, before the match, I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Before the match, um, some really cool stuff was happening. All right, if you go back to the week leading up to this match, you had a Simo, the Benfica legend, Simo, uh, play, um, visit the women's team at training and what was exciting um I say Benfica legend of course n- everyone knows and remembers that he did his youth uh football his his his, uh, he's a homegrown youth player from Sporting originally. Then went from Sporting to Barcelona, and then to Benfica, where he became one of our big names, uh, during the early 2000s. And he was captain of Benfica's 2004 championship team in the centenary season. Um, Simão did tell the girls that you know he he still misses playing in the Stadio de Luge that it's a once, there's nothing like it, he says. Um, and that comment really irritated uh, Spartanistas, and I was reading some comments on Abala and it is funny to see people say that he was always a Benficista, and some Sportingistas saying he never was a Spartanista, because he would never say something like that, but obviously, um, the path his career took was a unique one, and um, it was his path and not anyone else's, and um, Simo has never once been disrespectful to his former club, to to Sporting, although he is now a symbol for Benfica, and he can often be seen at Benfica matches. Also in the lead-up to the match, uh, we there was a joint training session one day, uh, pictures Floated all over the social media rounds, uh, where the Benfica's men's team and women's team trained together. That was a really cool. Watched them do some fitness work together, and uh, they took a iconic picture, if you will, um, of the two teams. You know, uh, male female, every other player, and. Um, I really like I really like how united this club is and how much everyone's rallying behind this women's football team and how the athletes of the other sports are also on board with this. And Befica really has a culture that that can be admired. You know, all the the issues we talk about when the on the pitch or, you know, we say it with the men's team, um, you know, the club overall is a fantastic institution. Despite what I may think about the president, the man who runs it, um, well, not about the man. That's not a fair statement. But uh, regardless of what I think about the job that is being done by the man who runs the club, um, Benfica really has class that is unmatched in Portugal. And it showed again as they, they really showed the that they took this seriously. Ever since this project of women's football began, Benfica have shown it the most respect and most seriousness and, of course, putting this game in the Stadio de Luge um, shows that also. It furthers that narrative. All right. So, um, as this is a special presentation, we only got one ad tonight. We're going to pay a bill real quick. We're going to roll to Reconquista. And then on the other side, we're going to be back with the breakdown. Benfica, Sporting, women's football, Stadio de Luge. Liga, BPE round four, all right? We'll be on the other side. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinho. Find me on Twitter at Benfica Mr. and on Instagram at Mr. Benfica. And for those of you using Facebook, just search Mr. Space Benfica. All right, we'll be right back with Reconquista.
1: Jornada sofrida, a glória da vitória tem que ser bem nutrida Na reconquista do que é nosso, por direito que eu não fico Por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força, sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora, nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Ouve a nossa voz O querer
2: de todos nós Até que não se explica
1: Self, querer de todos nós, a fé que nos explica. Carrega Benfica, carrega Benfica. Ova nossa voz, o querer de todos nós, a fé que nos explica.
0: And welcome back to episode 34 of Mr. Benfica. I am, of course, your host. The Mr. Mike you Find me on Twitter at Benfica Mr. On Instagram at Mr. Benfica. And on Facebook, just search Mr. Benfica. Let's get it done now. Let's go ahead. Let's go back in time. Let's get in the DeLorean. We're going back just a few weeks. October the 19th of 2019. We're at the Stadio de Luz in Lisbon. Home of Benfica. The women playing an official match in the Stadio de Luz for the first time it's of course the derby benfica sporting being played in front of a liga record 12,812 and that just to give some context that attendance is is right up there with with you know the nw uh, nwsl here in the united states you know the women's professional league that many feel is the top league in the world i don't necessarily agree with that i think that um the french league has become has surpassed the nwsl however um in terms of attendance there are many teams in the nwsl that would love a crowd of 12000 so if that doesn't sound big to you let me put that in context as to you know what people perceive as a successful league here in the United States, where outside of a couple of teams, nobody's getting 12,000 fans. But uh, Benfica draw 12,000 to, to face a Spartan here. And as the broadcast begins on BTV, we have Luis Pizarra's Sir Benfica playing over the the loudspeaker and the players do the ceremonial walkout. Um... And after the walkout, Benfica's players perform the customary vigna. What that is, is this is something the men do and have done for 30, 40 years. At the end of the walkout, the players will go to each sideline and face the fans and do what they call the vinya, which is a lot like a Japanese bow. Very very similar to what you see Japanese uh, athletes do in whatever sport that they compete in uh, when they bow to each other out of respect, Benfica does that to their fans, it's a tradition, uh, if you have listened to Historia Gloriosa, it's a tradition that came from the 50's, uh, I believe it was, when Benfica made their first overseas trips, uh, they learned the vineyard. if I'm not mistaken it was in Japan where they, where they um, did it the first time as, uh, they did the same as the local side, um, as it was local custom there. And they brought that tradition back to Portugal, the Venia. Okay. And, um, we're going to go into the starting lineups. The starting lineups in this episode are brought to you by playmaker.com. Um, yeah, I'm going to give them a free plug because if not for playmaker recording this, this (laughs) episode would have been a very, would very much have been a bigger challenge than it was. And, um, Finally, I found a website where I can find lineups. Um, there's no statistics as of yet, not really, but I can find lineups and I can find a timeline for the match um, to go along with with watching it in my own notes, which makes uh, recording this so much easier. It also I can I have the formations as well as they are put there on Playmaker.com. So if you haven't yet, check out www.playmaker.com uh, just throw it in your Google search and put playmaker.com Benfica Feminino, and you'll get to the team's page you can see all their results all of their um, upcoming matches their roster everything's accessible there I highly recommend it, it was, it's was it been a great tool we're going to go to the starting 11 beginning with the visitors Sporting uh, in gold Portuguese international Patrícia Morais. Four across the back as Sporting are going to play a 4-2-1-3. And they are going to go with Ana Borges as the right back, Karol Costa and Navina Demjanovic as the center back pairing. Joana Marchon is the left back. The double pivot in midfield is Fatima Pinto and Tatiana Pinto with Rita Fontemana playing at the front of that midfield triangle in behind the forwards. And the trio detect the three forwards for Sporting. On the right, it is New Zealander Hannah Wilkinson um, in the center, Diana Silva. And the left forward is the Brazilian Raquel Fernandes. For Benfica, playing in the same formation of 4-2-1-3, in goal, Danny Newhouse across the back. Diane is the right back. Silvia Rebelo and Riquelin Font, as usual. The center back pairing with Yasmin as the left back. The double pivot for Benfica is Ana Vitoria and Pauleta with Darlene playing in front of them at the front of that midfield triangle. Darlene playing very much. Um, it's funny, I watched this game with, with my dad. And he hasn't seen the women's team play as, uh, nearly as much as I have. So he's asking me about some of the players. And, you know, he was real impressed, impressed with da, uh, Darlene and asked me, is she a midfielder or is she? A f- how does she score 100 goals last year? And I explained, she plays a lot like Jonas. In fact, last year, Elder Condut called her the female Jonas. And um, it's a very, very similar game to Jonas or Joan Felix. As she plays in behind the forwards, three forwards in front of her. On the right, it's, it's the World Cup veteran Jace, only 21 years old, however, World Cup veteran. Um, the central striker is Brazil's U-19 international Nicole Rasla and the left-sided forward, the Icelandic Canadian Chloe Lacase. All right. And of course, Benfica are coached by Luiz Andrade and Sporting are coached by Susana Kova. All right, the match commentators on BTV were Valdemar Duarte and Antonio pirsch Vicente. once again. The referee in this match was Sandra Bastos, and she was assisted by Olga Almeida and Katia Tavarj. And Telma Frad is the fourth official. The captains are at midfield when we begin um, play, or before we begin play, I should say. Um, we have Darlene and... Um, <laughs> Darlene and... Dematjovic, Dim, uh, excuse me. Let me uh, make sure I pronounce that right. Um, my handwriting is not very good, and I don't want to butcher her name anymore. Yeah, uh, those of you that listen to the show know I sometimes struggle with some of the Slavic names um, every time I think have to play a team from that part of the world. But uh, it's Navena Damjanovic. Thank you. So Damjanovic and Darlene are the captains, and you see them exchange pleasantries and before the match kicks off, there is a minute of silence called uh, in memory, of course, of of Huijgordão, who episode 33 last week was dedicated to, as Huijgordão represented both of these clubs very well. Um, the minute of silence about halfway through becomes a half minute of applause, something that's kind of customary in Portugal, and I kind of like the minute of applause better than the minute of silence only because it, it eliminates and drowns out the chance of somebody saying something stupid when they know that the the stadium is quiet and the game is on TV someone could yell something absolutely stupid um whatever it is you yell during a minute a, a moment of silence is stupid i'm sorry that's not the place to express yourself in any way that is a place to to pay respect to someone who who's no longer with us so um in Portugal it's kind of become custom to to evolve that minute of silence or moment of silence into an applause and I like it and it was a nice moment as fans of both teams would applaud the life and the memory of Rui Jordan we get the match kicked off with Nicole all right she kicks it off and we're underway between Azaghis and the Lions in the second minute. Silvia's clearance is play plays in to Chloe who looks up. She sees Nicole breaking, tries to play her in. The Icelandic finds the path of the Brazil U19 international, but Nicole's shot is just wide to Patricia Moraes' right post, just to the right of of uh Patricia is right post, but Benfica sent a message early that they're not going to sit back, that they are the favorite in this match, and I do like the attitude Benfica brings into the match. Um, again, I've said in the in the previous episode when we talked about the Supertasa, I like what I've seen so far from Luis Andrade. I, this team goes forward a lot. I like that. Um, they're not so interested in trying to, to go around the world with the ball. Um, the object of the game, of course, is to put the ball in the goal, and this team does that. We go to the sixth minute now, um, and we have Patricia Morage playing a short goal kick. Okay, she plays it to her her defend or not really her defender to her midfielder Rita uh, Fontmagne, who is at the edge of the box, who checks to receive the ball. By the half circle. That's the part of the the area where she's receiving the ball up by the half circle. But the Portuguese player is pickpocketed by the World Cup veteran, Jace. And the Brazilian walks in, beats Patricia, but her shot goes just wide of the post. Just to the left of the post. to um, Or I should say, just to Jace's right of Patricia's left post. Okay, so she misses just wide. And um, the look on her face says it all, as Jace knows, she missed the opportunity to go in the history books, and she missed the opportunity to open the scoreline for the first time in the derby. Eighth minute, Ana Vitoria is whistled for a foul on her compatriot Raquel Fernandes as the two Brazilians uh, collide there. And... Valdemar lets us know in the commentary that the club did open the third level of the Stadio de Luz. It was originally announced as being closed, but that is where they did put the Spartan supporters, the traveling, if you want to call it that, Spartan supporters. And uh, for safety and security purposes, that's a good idea. Um, You would hate to have a big moment like this for women's football and have it turn into some kind of security nightmare because of a Quarreling uh, sets of fans. I think uh, that was a good move by, by the um, the women's football department. Whoever the game day operations, you know, manager is, whoever's in charge of that. That's a good decision. Um, ninth minute. Damjanovic works hard down the left. She makes her way down the pitch and uh, wins a corner. And the Serbian will be the one to take the corner. Delivers it to the edge of the goal area where it is punched away by Dani. Uh, Her clearance is one-timed back towards goal by Rita Fontamana, but in backpedaling towards goal, Dani is fouled and tripped up by Diana Silva, and a free kick is awarded danger averted. Thirteenth minute, it's Darlene now. As she receives a pass from Yasmin at the midfield, she turns in what the commentator calls a mouth-watering nutmeg, which, of course, he he used the expression that the play, Leisha Agua na Boca, you know, mouth-watering, as she nutmegs Tatiana Pinto. The captain then attempts to play a diagonal to Jace and put her in on goal, but Patricia, well aware, is out off her line and comes out to collect it. Fourteenth minute, it's Diane now attempting to play a square pass for Jace in the attacking third, but it's intercepted by Joana Marchand, who starts up a Spartan counterattack, finding Raquel Fernandes who links up with Fatima Pint. Fatima square plays square to Tatiana Pint, who then tries to break Benfica's lines with a diagonal driven ball in the air into space for Raquel to run onto Raquel Fernandes, of course that is, but uh, in the foot race, she is beaten to the ball by Benfica's Raquel Infant. Um, and the center back slides and and nestles the ball loose before the Brazilian forward can get in in behind her. And Raquel Infant's uh, s- central defending partner, Silvia Kabilu, is right there in support. And she calmly plays the ball out of touch and allows Benfica to reorganize. We're in the sixteenth minute. We got some good triangulation by Benfica as Chloe, Yasmin, and Darlene combine very well along the left side of the of the midfield. Um, I should say in the middle third along the left corridor. And they find a checking Nicole, meaning Nicole is checking towards the ball. They find her, and she, without turning, plays a nice square ball from the center back to the left onto Darlene. Darlene pushes it onto her preferred right foot from about 25 yards up. Looks up, has a, a crack at goal from distance. It's right at Patricia, but she muffs it at first. The ball is loose, but the Spartan keeper does a pounce on the ball and front smother it to end the attack. 20th minute it's Darlene again this time she draws a foul as Riquel Fernandes runs through her backside and the stadium is coming alive as you can hear the chants of Benfica dueling back and forth from one end of the stadium to the other. We're in the 20th minute Yasmin is has an in swinging cross off of a free kick um, one in the air, however, and cleared by Carol Costa. No danger there. Uh, Benfica would have liked to have that one better, and would like to have that one back. Excuse me, and have done better. But we're in the 22nd. Nicole um, is in the central corridor. She attacks the central corridor. Excuse me. In the in the attacking zone. And she dishes it to, ja- to Darlene. Darlene then tries to play Pauleta in, who's making a run. But Darlene's pass is too heavy, and it goes out for a goal kick. In the 23rd minute, D- uh, Diane plays a diagonal cross, but she underhits it. However, center back Carol Costa misjudges the ball. Um, and her surroundings, as she doesn't realize she has nobody on her, she's completely under no pressure, but decides to play it one time out for a corner kick. And here's what it sounded like on the ensuing corner kick.
3: Sporting, <laughs> Nicole Raizla a fazer o primeiro gol da história do derby Benfica Sporting minuto 24 Nicole, a menina de 19 anos trabalha em golos 1-0 para Nicole Benfica e a
1: marcar aqui com toda a sua qualidade o primeiro da partida o primeiro destes derbys oficiais vai ficar também na história por isto e certamente por muito mais Nicole Raísla ela que
0: marca o quarto golo na sua conta pessoal so there you have it, a goal for Benfica in the 24th minute. It is Nicole, uh, the corner kick from Yasmin with the in-swinger. It was at first one in the air by Dem Djokovic. Um, she cleared it only as far as the top of the of the area, where Jace attempted a half of volley on the first effort. Uh, it didn't get through the traffic in front of goal, in front of Patricia's goal. However, uh, it was poorly cleared back out. And Jace got another try at it this time with her left foot. And again, it was blocked by the traffic. But it fell this time right onto to the left foot of Nicole. And N- Nicole fills her left foot in choupelle like they say. And buries the ball in the back of the goal. And Nicole goes into the history books as the first ever goal scorer in the women's derby. That's right, Nicole. Makes it 1 0 to Benfica. The stadium erupts and she goes and celebrates a la Cristiano Ronaldo. That's right. Using his famous pose as the stadium plays along and does the. Hoo-ah. <laughs> and uh, Benfica with the lead, like I said. 27th minute, we got Wilkinson going down the right. She's fighting with Yasmin uh, as they battle down the sideline. The ball last goes off because Brazilian left back giving a corner kick to the green and white prison stripes down at I believe they're down at the at the south end of the stadium and in that 28th minute Antonio Pires Vicente warns us that Sporting have a knack for looking like they're down and out of a match and coming back out of nowhere to turn things around and to turn around a result he let, he reminds us that in round one of the Liga BPE this season. Sporting were down 1-0 on the road at Braga before scoring twice in stoppage time to turn that match around and steal all three points. Nothing would come of the corner kick, however, as it would be Yasmin again. This time she would win the header clearly and the ball would leave the area and Benfica would alleviate the pressure. 32nd minute we're going down the right side of the attack now and Jace out muscles Joana Marchand and then plays in Darlene into the penalty area diagonally to the right of the goal and the 100 goal scorer from last season takes a peek at goal tries her luck looking for the far post but it is just wide for the rest of the half really what we look at now we have we have Benfica continuing to push and to, to look for the space in between the lines, continuing to try to play those diagonal balls in and to get service to the forwards in front of goal and try to create goal scoring chances. Sparthing playing a little with a bit of a lower block, Sparthing playing very compact and waiting to counter. 34th minute, uh, Sparthing does get a counter going, but. Paulita will sprint out to the right quarter and will cut down Diana Silva in her own half to prevent the counterattack from getting going. Referee Bashu says she's not going to take that and Paulita goes into the referee's book, sees yellow for that foul Um in the 36th minute just a few minutes later Darlene goes into the highlight reel once again as the ball is passed to her by Chloe and Darlene will do a an absolutely magical dummy as she will She will bring the defender with her. She'll let the ball run through her legs. The ball will then beat the defender as well. Darlene will turn and then just make a pass to her wide-open teammate, Nicole. And it was another play for the highlight reel. But nothing else in terms of dangerous scoring opportunities in the first half of play. Referee will blow the whistle for halftime and Benfica go into the locker room ahead one nil. Let's take a quick break, all right, and we will be right back with the second half. Don't go anywhere. I am the Mr. Mike You. This is the only place for Benfica women's football analysis, at least that I have found. It is in English. Um and If you can find it somewhere else, listen, I would love to hear someone else's perspective. Let me know. (laughs) Tweet it to me. But for now, I'm calling this the only home of Benfica women's football match reviews here on Mr. Benfica, on Twitter at Benfica Mr., and on Instagram at Mr. Benfica. We'll be right back with the second half.
1: estamos em tempo de intervalo daquele que é um derby histórico entre Benfica e Sporting no feminino. Hoje é dia de fazer história, vai ficar guardado naquele que é o livro dos dois clubes e sobretudo o Benfica pela primeira vez a jogar na primeira liga feminina e com este frente a frente com o rival de Sporting. Em tempo de intervalo o Benfica vai vencendo por 1-0. Um o golo foi aos 24 minutos por intermédio de Nicole com um remate fora da área que vai dando a vantagem para já às encarnadas. altura também neste dia especial de viajarmos até ao camarote presidencial, Carlos Dias da Silva muito boa tarde, perceber também que emoções se vive nesta altura num sítio também especial Acredita que com o Benfica a vencer, obviamente o sorriso é já é, presente ao intervalo a montar esta experiência de seguir o primeiro derby de futebol feminino
2: Está ah, a ser muito interessante, eu vi ver o jogo no ano passado da apresentação e sinceramente do ponto de vista da atleta creio que temos sempre essa tendência para para comparar e para ver. Acho que houve uma grande evolução e está a ser um grande espetáculo e acho que o futebol feminino tem muito para evoluir e vai surpreender mesmo muito pelo positivo.
1: Muito bem, muito obrigado. Tá uma montanha,
0: And there you heard a little bit from the halftime presentation on BTVE and that was Benfica's former world champion and Olympian Judoka. Telma Monteiro uh, given her thoughts on the first half and she she explains that she saw this is the second time she's seen the girls play and she said the the first time was last year in the presentation game against uh, I believe it is against Deportivo La Coruña and um, she says it's only natural to compare, and she does see how the team has grown, and she says that women's football is still evolving, and there is a lot of, um, it's a very bright future, is what she's saying, for the sport in Portugal and for Benfica. And then we'll get right back into the second half now. Uh, the, New Ze- the New Zealander, Hannah Wilkinson, kicks off for Sporting. But we get to the 47th minute, and Jace runs through the sporting midfield line. Just absolutely breaks their line on the dribble. Valdemar on commentary states that Jace is a força de natureza, a force of nature. And Dan um, Djokovic Demjok- uh, makes a last-ditch effort, and she slides and is able to poke the ball away from Jace just before Jace can have an effort at goal. We move forward now in the second half here, and we're in the 49th minute, and the commentators discuss that to this point, Sporting have no shots on goal uh, from the first 45 minutes as Joanne Joanne, uh, Marchand is down and being tended to by the medical staff. Um, that brings on a corner, uh, and the corner is taken, and it is punched away again by uh, Dani, And Donny Newhouse clears it. Uh, I'm sorry, she punches it. Darlene clears it. Okay, she clears it out wide, and it goes to Sporting's left side down their left corridor, where Portugal International Ana Borges is there first at at pace. Gives a real nice touch to touch it by Nicole and run by her. She then uh, approaches the Benfica area, fakes across, beats Diane, and starts running towards the penalty area. Gets a touch by Pauletta, but then Ana Borges leaves her trail leg behind in hopes of drawing the contact with Pauleta. When the contact does not come, Ana Borges throws herself to ground uh, very dramatically. Referee Referee Sandra Bash no-sells it, absolutely not Not having it, uh, tells her to get up. Ana takes her frustration out then as she gets up and responds with a hard foul on her national team teammate, Riquel Infant, uh, studs up right on top of, of Riquel Infant's uh, ankle i believe it was and Bastos shows the yellow card to the portugal international the former chelsea player Ana borges and um (laughs) i've been following the portuguese national team for probably close to a decade now as best i can you know because they're not televised a lot but um through social media and whatnot and um anna borges is 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 somebody who uh who I've exchanged messages like on Facebook and stuff with in the past, not so much recently, but but in the past. And uh, the Portuguese women's players are always very um, good about responding to fans, and uh, I I even get I get happy birthday messages from some of them every year. Um, and uh, she's somebody I, I, I she's a player I like, but uh, <sighs> that sporting mentality is clearly in, in in these players, as she really um she really tried to she made a a stretch of it uh, there was no contact there she really tried to earn the penalty sh- penalty kick and it's natural as sporting are frustrated um they're they're a team that's used to dominating the play they're a team that's used to controlling the game and having their way with opponents and Benfica's just not giving them anything at all they're 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 unable to construct anything so from this semi-broken play, you know, one of the more experienced veterans in the team, uh, Ana Borges, uh, tries to draw a penalty kick for her team, very understandable, any professional will do that, she doesn't get it though, and the frustration is just too much, and she ends up going studs up on her national team teammate, Riquel Infant, and finds herself in the book as a result, 51st minute, a minute later, I note that Spartan trying to get things going but Benfica is well organized and only allowing passing lanes either to the side or backwards Spartan unable to get any any passing lanes going forward and unable to really get into the attacking third and to get in behind Benfica's back line 53rd minute Fontemagna will deliver a long diagonal cross from some distance denny newhouse is out to get to it first but she collides with the kiwi wilkinson and both players are down however danny got the worst of this collision as she goes down holding her hip and her ribs in that area and some six minutes later that would be it for danny um you know the the undisputed goalkeeper. It's just she's the only goalkeeper I've ever seen play for the team. Um, she would be coming out replaced by her compatriot Dida, um, sharing a name with a very famous another very famous Brazilian goalkeeper, World Cup winner Dida on the men's side. Um, and the game's getting a bit more of a uh, feistiness at this point, and it's a little bit more even, but still, it's only Benfica really generating the chances. Sporting, very, very frustrated, they're getting to a certain point, but then not being able to to uh, break that barrier, not being able to get themselves into positions to try to equalize this game, and in the 61st, now it's Benfica again, it's Jace breaking in at pace, and she has a go with her right foot, but then Djokovic he uh, makes a last-ditch sliding effort again, and this time blocks it with what looked like her stomach on the slide. And um, Riquelin Font in the 68th minute signals over to Luis Andrade, makes the su- the universal sign for substitution with her fingers, and um, you know, no no doubt, an a unfortunate. A result of that tackle from her national team teammate Ana Borges about 10 minutes earlier or 15 minutes earlier, whenever that was. And um, very, very unfortunate for Benfica's uh, experienced center back as she has had a phenomenal game. But Benfica forced to go to the bench and it's a pair of teenagers coming in. Ana Sesa, the center back, Portugal U nineteen international replaces Raquel Infant, the injured Raquel Infant. Ana Vitoria also down um, with some with with some kind of nagging uh, issue. Um, Luigi Andrade opts to have to substitute her for Portugal International, Andrea Faria, one of my favorite players on this team. No doubt Andrea Faria, the way she plays in midfield, the way she positionally is so good and, and she's such a good passer of the ball. It was good to see her. And this is a good opportunity to explain a rule that I wasn't even aware of for I've been watching this team, you know, for <laughs> for over a year now since they launched and um never noticed um and sometimes commentators don't point it out either never noticed that four substitutions are allowed in the women's game in Portugal um but a big thank you to the girls from Azagish podcast for explaining this i think it was Maz that explained it and so from my understanding, they're allowed four substitutions, but they're only allowed to substitute three times. What that means is one of your substitutions has to be a double substitution in order to make a fourth change. So, Luis Andrade takes advantage of the rule and uses this opportunity to sub two players. So, two Portuguese players rep- come on in. Again, teenagers, Ana Cesa and Andrea fria uh, interesting rule, I didn't know anything about it. I just assumed they played with the same rules as the men in terms of... Um in terms of substitutions and honestly i think they should play with the same rules i'm not a big fan of changing rules between genders um i think the game should be the same i think the the pitch should be the same the ball should be the same the goal should be the same the length of the game should be the same sometimes we see like in basketball where the women play with a smaller ball and i i really don't don't agree with that i i don't think most um women would agree with that i think um, I think they would prefer to play the game exactly the same. And um, I would like to see the league go to the regular professional rules. But I understand also not all of these teams are fully professional Um. A lot of them use part-time players in this league, so a lot of players uh, are students and are workers and have jobs during the day. So the fitness level is not going to be the same as a fully professional league. So I'm assuming that's why this fourth substitution rule exists, is to help out those teams. So on that, in, on that hand, I do understand it, and even um, I, if I were if I were a supporter of one of those clubs, I would obviously have a different perspective on what I think about that rule. 69th minute now. Jace winning a corner against four sporting defenders. She tries to flip it up over the defenders. Um, finally, it is headed out by uh, by Damjokovic, the the Serbian central defender, wearing the captain's armband for the Ljouis today. And um, nothing would come of the corner kick. Yasmin would hit an in-swinger again, and this time Karol Kosta, Karol Costa, excuse me, uh, I don't know why I pronounced her name in Spanish there for a moment. Carol Costa. Costa. Sorry. <laughs> uh, would head the ball clear and uh, avert the danger. 71st minute now. Raquel Fernandes is fouled by Diane. The crowd doesn't like it. They think there was ball. Luis Andrade also does not like it. But... Uh, Riquel on outswinging, ensuing free kick is headed on by Dam but this Dida will dive to her right and make the first save of the game as the Leoas register their first shot on goal. We move to the 76th minute. Tatiana Pinto in her own area trying to play out. She's dispossessed by Jace. Jace has control of the ball. Tatiana goes to ground as she's losing the ball, trying to maintain possession. When she sees she can't poke the ball away, she uses her legs to scissor Jace's support leg, um, pinning it, you know, trapping it essentially in between hers. Jace uh, goes down and Sandra Basch, Points to the penalty spot, and it is Bafika in the 77th minute being awarded a penalty kick. Certamente
3: ainda Jaze vai insistir e penalte. Grande penalidade assinalado pela árbitra. Não há mínima dúvida. Jaze. Não gostou de ter perdido a bola, foi lá outra vez. É uma lutadora, ganha grande penalidade.
1: Geisa, minuto 77 na luz. Tatiana Pinto acabou por cometer o pecado capital. Não resistiu à tentação de travar ali a Geisa e acabou por cometer a grande penalidade. Aqui já havia o pé preso e e é precisamente nesse momento em que acaba por ser derrubada a Geisa. Aqui está. É uma grande penalidade. Não, não acusa qualquer pressão. Vai partir. Darlene. Darlene a partir para a bola. Atira o um golo.
3: Bem fica. Darlene a fazer o seu primeiro golo na Catedral. No Estádio da Luz. No Derby. Na História. Darlene Reguera.
0: And there you heard it. It was Darlene converting the penalty kick in the 77th minute. Darlene um, goes to her to her right, the keeper's left. Patricia guesses right, but the maestrina places the ball perfectly out of the keeper's reach. Now there is a Portuguese word that is a little Hard to pronounce. It's the female you know, version uh, or conjugation of Maestro, the Maestrina, um, as the commentary team calls Adarlene. She puts it over the goalie's outstretched hand. And Benfica lead now 2-0 as we head towards the final quarter of an hour of the match. 78th minute, a little late, but... Uh, Suzana Kova goes to the bench here, and it is Ana Capita replacing Diana Silva um, in the in the Sporting lineup as a like for like switch. But in the 82nd minute. Uh, it is Chloe Lacasse again, the Icelandic Canadian, Canadian Icelandic, however you want to put it. Uh, she collects the ball in the center of midfield, starts running at pace, dribbling at Sporting, breaking right through their midfield line, and taking the ball slightly to the right. She goes down the right attacking corridor a little bit and plays a nice driven. Diagonal cross. Darlene is at the back post. She gets on the end of it, but her header is just wide of the goal. Applause go out around the stadium for that play from Chloe and Darlene. 83rd minute now. Dubious foul called against Pauleta on Raquel Fernandes. um, Setting the Brazilian up for yet another set piece, another free kick. Um... Sparthing will deliver it, again, by, by Fernandes herself. Another cross, this time headed away by Yasmin for a corner. And um, the commentators point out that the only success you could possibly see Sparthing having in this match would be from these dead set pieces. Um, they did say that while Benfica are playing some brilliant football, Sparthing pretty much resorting to kick and rush. um, Set pieces and lobbing the ball into the penalty area. Benfica has dealt with it all in this match. Very, very, very good organizational performance. Very good defensive uh, positioning. Very just top level performance from the Benfica women in this match. They really um, showed. Everybody in Portugal, who the top team in Portugal is and why. And it doesn't matter that we were in the second division last year because this this was just a convincing performance. 85th minute now. Benfica will make their final substitution. It's Evy coming in for Jace. Um, so the Cape Verdean replaces the Brazilian. Sporting will go to their bench in the 88th with a double substitution. Joana Martins replacing Hannah Wilkinson. That's it for the Kiwi International in uh, this match. Nothing to show. Uh, very frustrated as she was with the performance. She was frustrated all day by Silvia Kabilu and Jikelin Font, and later by Ana Seisa, who would come in um, to replace. Riquel in front and it was just a very dominating performance from Benfica's back line against Sportings attack. And um, we go to the 90th now, 90th plus three. Have a listen. <laughs>
3: A Maestrina com uma, uma chapelada que vai lá vai chapéu de coco, Darlene joga tanto, 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 3 a 0.
1: Fiz o primeiro golo da temporada e o Benfica continua completamente... É... Invicto também na baliza, sem sofrer qualquer golo. É de facto impressionante eh, esta caminhada da equipa benfiquista, que eh, aqui numa espécie de primeiro tiro até, mas com a a equipa do Sporting, eh, não deixa qualquer dúvida. O Benfica vai ficar isolado na frente da classificação, vai ficar eh, com eh, 12 pontos, eh, 4 jogos, 4 vitórias a partir de agora.
0: And that was Darlene's second of the game, assisted by Andrea Faria, a very, very uh world-class ball sent in really um from the middle third by Andrea Faria, putting it right onto Darlene's path. Darlene comes in on goal one-on-one, chips the goalkeeper, the ball finds its way into the far post, and that seals the victory. For Benfica, eight minutes of stoppage time would not be enough for Sporting. The game finishes 3-0. Benfica, they would take over first place in the Liga B.P.E. And let's move ahead now. So that game was two weeks ago. There was another round last week in the competition. Okay. Round five was after this game. It was last week. And I've got the results for round five right here. But first, let me give you my overall view on this match. It's a great match played by Benfica, okay? Sporting not in Benfica's league on this day. Doesn't mean that they won't be. This is the season far from over, far from one. But on that day in the Stadio de Luz, Sporting not on Benfica's level, okay? Much, much respect to Luis Andrade and his staff and how they've Continue. They've improved this team from last year. Um, the key players, the keep the players that were brought in, are just are clutch. Chloe Lacasse, Nicole, uh, just playing absolutely fantastic. You're seeing the growth of players like, like Andrea Faria and Ana Saisa, who've come up from the youth team. You're seeing. Darlene still on fire from last season. She hasn't dropped a beat. Jace still getting her rhythm going as she had a late preseason. She came back late due to being at the World Cup. Um, you've got Paulita just phenomenal in midfield. That that double pivot that they play there is just protecting the back line and it gives Bayfica the flexibility to get back and go forward. Um, just some brilliant football being played by the ladies at Befica. Um, unfortunately, there was like no press conference in this recording. Um, I I recorded four hours worth of BTV. They went right to I believe Hockey and Patige as soon as this game ended. Understandable, they had a Euro League game. Um, so I didn't get to hear any words from Luis Andrade. I didn't get to hear anything from Darlene. Darlene without without a. Shadow of a Doubt has to be the player of the match with two goals. But there was just so many solid performers all around. Um, I've not been able to get any kind of update on the injury to Dani Newhouse. Um, only that she put on her Instagram that she will be back uh, stronger than ever. And she appreciated the support. But Dida, the starting goalkeeper for the time being for Benfica. So that was round four. Round five being played, was played on the 26th and 27th of October, Estrela um, Praia 4, Sporting, sorry, Estrela Praia nil, Sporting 4, Marítimo nil, Benfica 5, Kadima 1, Ovarense 2, Futebol Benfica 7, A dos nil, 0, Clube de Al- Albergaria nil, Sporting Braga 3, Valadares de Gaia 2, Athletic Orinense five the table as it stands now benfica top of the table with 15 points five victories from five matches 46 goals for uh no goals allowed sporting are second along with sporting braga sporting um with the tiebreaker as sporting has 12 points from five matches four victories one defeat 29 goals for Five goals against plus twenty-four. Well, Braga has tw- also twelve points, four victories, one defeat, twenty goals for three against. Football Benfica is in fourth place with nine points. That's three victories and two draws, plus seven goal difference. Valadas Gaia in fifth with also nine points, but only a plus two goal difference. Athletic Odienes is in sixth with four point with seven points excuse me um and in seventh uh albergaria has six points as does maritimo um kadima is ninth with four points isturil tenth with three and then Ovarens and adush in the relegation zone three and zero points respectively so round six is going on as we speak okay um, you, I'll, I'll give Benfica's, uh, score in episode t- thirty-five. You'll hear an update on the score of today's match. But Benfica are home to Kadima. Sporting home to Marítimo, Ovarense home to Club Football, Benfica, Sporting Club Braga home to Valadares Gaia, and tomorrow Adus Franks home to Albergaria and Athletic Oriens home to Istoril. All right, that's gonna do it for episode thirty-four. Um, if you like these these women's review match reviews, please let me know. All right, if you have any feedback, let me know. If you know of any other podcasts or any blogs reviewing these matches that I could use as possible resources and just to get some other perspectives, let me know on Twitter at Bankfica Mister on Instagram at Mister Benfica. Don't hesitate to to inbox me or to direct message me. Uh, I love interacting back and forth with listeners all the time. Um, Thank you for for, uh, listening. Um, I really enjoy these women's episodes a lot. Uh, They're a little bit more work, like I said, because the resources are... I have to look a little bit further to find the resources to get some assistance in things like like the rosters and the records and the scores um, of other games. But I really, really enjoy... uh, I enjoy watching this team play a lot also. This is a very, very good women's football team, a very, very good football team. Never mind women's football team. They're a good football team. And um, this is a team, the thing I'm noticing the most is this is a team that's enjoying their football at the moment? You can just see it. They're they're expressive. They're happy. They're trying. You know, they're trying trick plays because they're so comfortable playing right now. They're so happy playing. Even the players that don't play that come off the bench, it, you you can't tell from their expressions that they're not playing. This is a, a fantastic team. I'm very happy to be behind them. They have my support, obviously. Um, you know, in good times and bad. It's real good times right now. Let's keep marching towards the title, huh? And let's let's keep alive that dream of the women's champions league next season. Um again, any feedback at all, don't hesitate. Hit me up. Um thank you again for listening. This has been episode thirty four of Mr. Benfica. I am the the host, the Mr. Mike Agostino, and I'm gonna send you off this week with Iran Costa, I'll see you next week. Um, may have two episodes this coming week, may not. Um, I'm going to try because the men have played. Th- will have played three games in about an hour. Um, they've played two earlier this week. They're kicking off with Ave in about an hour. Um, I'm going to try to get one in on the three games that they've played before we get to the Champions League later this week, all right? So stay tuned to the channel. You'll be hearing from me soon. Forza Benfica, carrega Benfica, uh, dá-me o título, nós queremos a champions, hashtag inspiradoras, hashtag pelo Benfica, pelo Benfica, <laughs> excuse me, have a great week everybody, see you next time on Mr. Benfica.
2: Hoje é dia de festa e eu quero juntar Minha voz aos milhares no estádio a cantar Ninguém pode parar essa onda danada É o benfica que mora no meu coração No meu sangue vermelho de glória e paixão Deixa a águia voar que a gente vai vencer A águia chegou e agora vai arrasar A vitória é nossa e todo mundo vai vibrar A águia chegou e agora vai arrasar Vitória benfica, todo mundo vai cantar Benfica vai pegar, benfica vai pegar Vai rolar, quem fica, vai ganhar Esse clima de festa não vai acabar Sem mais uma vitória pra comemorar SLB Glorioso é o meu campeão É o Benfica que mora no meu coração No meu sangue vermelho de glória e paixão Deixa a águia voar que a gente vai vencer A águia chegou e agora vai arrasar A vitória é nossa e todo mundo vai vibrar A águia chegou e agora vai arrasar Vitória, Benfica, todo mundo vai cantar Benfica vai pegar, Benfica vai E rolar, vem ficar, vai ganhar. Águia chegou e agora vai arrasar A vitória é nossa e todo mundo vai vibrar A Águia chegou e agora vai arrasar Vitória, Benfica, todo mundo vai cantar Benfica vai pegar, Benfica vai pegar A bola vai rolar, Benfica vai ganhar Benfica vai pegar